This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the May 3rd, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Wow, yesterday I got a lot off my chest. Today I will try to be normal. Quick hitters. Perspective is important. I think a joke makes the point best. When we are driving down the highway at 70 miles per hour, we may observe that a bug hit our windshield. The dead bug's family would probably describe the event differently. Just thought I would mention that. In a discussion on the Department of Homeland Security's new disinformation board, the DHS director would not answer a question by Brett Baer of Fox News if the Steele dossier was misinformation. Really? Couldn't he throw the right a bone so they think this thing might be a bit even? Does anyone think this disinformation board is a good idea? If you do, I have a second question. What would your opinion be if Trump had implemented a disinformation board two years ago, particularly if he appointed someone to lead the board with their own history of disinformation? Apple informed employees that they would have to start going to the office one day a week, then two days a week, and by the end of May, three days a week. Per the linked article, quote, the employees, 200, accused the firm of racism over its drive for corporate workers to return to the office, claiming that the move will make the corporation younger, whiter, and more male-dominated, end quote. I understand saying I don't want to. I don't understand calling everyone having to go to the office three days a week racist. Please save the racist charges for things that are racist. The New York Times did a very lengthy, uh, let's call it an expose, on Tucker Carlson of Fox News. MSNBC is a competitor of Fox News and a contributor to MSNBC wrote the piece. I guess I have to check it out because it's getting a lot of talk, but I don't want to. Reading on the topic rather than the original source material, my thinking is it might have been more interesting if they did the same thing for a talking head at MSNBC and CNN some comparison with perspective. The piece looked at 1,150 shows to Tucker Carlson, and I'm sure they were able to pull some things together to make a point whether that point is valid or not. The same could be done for others. Seriously though, I don't wanna. Moving on, 82-year-old Nancy Pelosi led a congressional delegation to Ukraine this weekend and met with President Zelensky. She communicated that the U.S. stands firmly with Ukraine. She also visited Poland and thanked Poland for supporting Ukraine. Good for her. In case you are wondering, I mentioned her age because I think it makes it even more significant that she made the trip. I'm trying to compliment her. The EU, with Germany's blessing, seems to be moving forward with actions to impose additional sanctions, including limiting purchases of Russian oil. Natural gas is a tougher nut. This is great. Continuing to escalate the sanctions shows the West is not waning in support of Ukraine. I wish the EU could also get off of Russian natural gas, but they made some poor decisions a few years back and are suffering the consequences. If only they had listened to Orange Man. The top Russian general, called the Butcher of Syria, who recently took over Ukrainian operations, was in Ukraine recently for meetings. The linked article suggests he left before a Russian command post was attacked by Ukrainians, killing about 200, including a major general. That is just one example of how well Ukraine seems to be doing in the fight against Russia. 
Certainly, Russia has taken territory in eastern Ukraine, but Ukraine keeps pairing the Russians well. I do wonder if the increase in tariffs, the increase in aid and show of support by Pelosi and others, and the accomplishments of the Ukrainian forces might make Russia willing to deal. Yes, that could be wishful thinking, but I have a feeling. I wonder if there is a face-saving bone that could be tossed to Putin that would be palatable to Ukraine. We are going to be talking a lot about abortion in the next few months, if not years. Back in December, the Supreme Court heard the Mississippi Dobbs abortion case that restricted abortion to 15 weeks. Political is reporting that after the oral arguments, the preliminary vote was to overturn Roe v. Wade. Absolutely overturn it, which would have returned abortion to the states for legislation without the Supreme Court-imposed constraints. I never would have guessed this. Justice Alito was assigned to write the draft opinion, and he did so in February. It is claimed that a copy of that February draft has been leaked. The leak is unprecedented for the Supreme Court and will create quite a fuss. More important is the possible opinion. I predicted the Supreme Court would legislate from the bench and make states at least allow abortion up to 16 or 20 weeks. Now that prediction seems to be wrong, though no opinion is final until it is signed and published. I'm guessing Chief Roberts is pushing the three liberal justices to join him in the middle, and then we'll try to peel away one of the five conservative justices. My guess is this thing is still 50-50. In fact, the leak might allow less room for horse trading, as justices may want to get the opinion out now that a draft has been leaked. After opining on abortion, I thought of a comment by a listener of the podcast. He was complimenting me, though I did not take it that way at first. He said the podcast was like the all-star baseball player Mike Trout, batting 300. If you are right three out of times, that's pretty good, he said. I thought I'm right more often than that. Upon further reflection, maybe not. So keep that in mind as you listen to the podcast. Still, I bet if you grade on the curve and compare this podcast to others offering opinions, this podcast compares pretty well. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.